Welcome to episode 44 of the Ben Wasserman Show. This episode is another sad episode. The Yankees lose a series to the Chicago Cubs. I talk about that. They finally make a change and show the hitters that they can't keep sucking as they fire their hitting coach, Dylan Lawson. I talk about the winners and losers players-wise in the first half of the regular season. And I overall talk about just how bad this Yankees team is. Once again, this is another sad episode. Go ahead, roll it. Man, oh man, oh man, do I have a lot to talk about. Welcome everybody to the Ben Wasserman Show. I hope you're having an amazing week. I hope you're having an amazing weekend. I got a lot to talk about. Everybody knows what I'm going to be talking about. The title of this episode is that the Yankees make me sick. And before I actually talk about the Yankees, talk about Brian Cashman firing the Yankees hitting coach, Dylan Lawson. Talk about Carlos Rodon, Domingo Herman, Garrett Cole's game, John Carlos Stett. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about, but the Yankees make me sick, as I just said before. Not a lot of good to talk about, but I want to say this. I live in New Jersey. It is absolutely pouring outside. It is a Sunday. Today is the exact type of day where you sit inside and do absolutely nothing. That's not what I did today. I worked from 10 to 4. Then I came home. I watched the Yankees lose. I felt sick on the inside because I realized, well, I've known this, but, you know, it just hurts every time you see it. But I felt sick on the inside because the Yankees ended the first half of their season outside of the playoff picture, losing their last three series, well, last two out of three series. And then I took a nap. And I think my nap was about two hours long. And in my head throughout my nap, I was like, I got to get up. I got to do the Ben Wasserman show. I got to get up. I got to get up. And then the other half of my brain was like, bro, just sleep. It's, it's a Sunday. It's raining. You know, just relax. But then I finally got up and it is now 722 on a Sunday. And I have finally came around to talk about the New York Yankees and the New York Yankees. It was a very weird feeling today watching the game because it's like, I love this team so much, but they just are so bad. And it's like the same. I don't want to even say the word pain. It's just like the same feeling that not only myself, but every other Yankees fan has had for months now. And it's that feeling that this team is so hard to watch and we think that they're better than they are. At least we want to think that, but we know they're not very good. And it's like just bad things continue to happen. Whether it's the offense not hitting, whether that's Glaber Torres, not like I've expressed my concerns about Glaber Torres so much, but it's just the fact that he doesn't make the right plays. And I don't even know how that's possible. He consistently makes mistakes. And that's so bad. Or whether it's an Aaron Boone mistake, like taking Domingo Herman out of the game with 74 pitches. And it's like, as a Yankees fan, and I'm sure every other fan can relate to me, it's like we're just so immune to these things that when they just continue to happen, the feeling that we get and is like, it's like, all right, we know what's coming. Gleyber Torres makes a mistake, doesn't get out of the eighth inning, seventh inning. 
We know what's coming. Compared to last year or earlier in the season when these things would happen and it would really be soul crushing. Now it's just like, well, just another day in the office. And that really sucks. And the fact that the New York Yankees, a team that was top three before the season in Ward Series favorite betting as a Ward Series favorite in the betting market, is now sitting outside of the playoff picture, still has no timetable for Aaron Judge to come back, and just consistently loses series to bad teams is a really bad feeling. And I did an episode on Thursday, and I said, I'm pissed. I'm mad. That's when the Yankees blew their opportunity to win the series against Baltimore. When they won the first two games Monday, Tuesday, and they lost Wednesday, Thursday. I did an episode on Thursday. And I said, I'm pissed. That was a wasted opportunity. And now I'm doing an episode on Sunday, and it's like, I'm pissed. But like I just said, it's the same feeling, and it's the same things that's been happening. The offense today hit. They got a lot of hits, but they left so many runners on base and they couldn't execute. And then Aaron Boone makes his mistake. I'm going to get to all the games. Game one with Carlos Radon, game two with Garrett Cole, and game three. But I just wanted to get that those few things off of my chest. One, that today, Sunday, if you live in New Jersey, is an absolute rainy sleeping day. And two, that the Yankees being out of the playoff picture come the all-star break is such a deflating feeling, but this feeling has been with us for months. And I go back to when Hal Steinbrenner, our good friend, said in the second week of June on the Michael K show that he doesn't understand why Yankees fans are not happy with the product, why Yankees fans are freaking out over the Yankees not being that good. And I said at the time that was a tone-deaf comment. And now you look back on that, and everything that we were worried about and everything that we were freaking out about in the second week of June is still the case now in the second week of July. So that tone-deaf comment by House Steinbrenner in the second week of June just becomes even worse as the weeks go on and as we look back on it. The biggest news now, as I am recording this, is that the Yankees fired their hitting coach, Darren Lawson. And I just tweeted this, and I'm going to just repeat it on this show. Wait, Yankees hitting coach. I just want to make sure I'm getting his name right. His name is, yeah, Darren Lawson. I tweeted this, and I want to say it again. It is the 100% correct move. The Yankees hitting has been awful and that's not all on the hitting coach that's on the hitters themselves a coach can't just magically fix dj lemayhew or magically fix john carlos stanton who had a great series but over the course of the season has not been good a coach can't magically fix players sometimes it's on the players but there's a reason why coaches have jobs it is to help players You look at Matt Blake and what he does with the pitchers. Listen, I don't know exactly what he does with the pitchers, but the pitchers, besides for today, 
are really, really good on the Yankees. And you got to give credit to Mike Harkey, the bullpen coach, and you got to give credit to Matt Blake, and you got to give credit to, to all the players. But when you look at the hitters, that has been the weakness of the New York Yankees, not only this season, but in the previous postseason runs. And I know Dylan Lawson hasn't been the full-time hitting coach for a long time. But again, you look at the approach of the Yankees hitters this year. It is the worst approach I've ever seen in professional baseball. It is an awful, awful approach. Sometimes I watch these Yankees hitters And I'm not even going to say names because like everybody has had their moments, but sometimes I watch these Yankees hitters swinging at curveballs way out of the zone, swinging at fastballs high up, swinging at first pitches. Not, I mean, it's like taking pitches right down the middle. It's like, what is this approach stepping into the batter's box? Swing at everything, look at everything. Like there, it, it is the worst approach in baseball. And Dylan Lawson, I don't think is 100% responsible for the Yankees hitting being awful. But this is the 100% correct move. Because how Steinberg and Brian Cashman, they're not going to cut DJ LeMahieu. They're not going to cut Stanton. They're not going to release these players because they're doing bad. But to show from the top that how Steinberg and Brian Cashman are not happy with the result, four months into the season at the all-star break, the only move was to fire the hitting coach. That shows accountability. That shows that Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, and the rest of the gang cares and is not happy. And you have to hope that that should light a spark and light something in the, in the arms, in the minds of the Yankees hitters. Saying, if Darren Larson lost his job, That means they're not happy with me, and that means that I need to be better. And again, the Yankees got 10 hits today. They had a good offensive day on Saturday. They didn't execute today, and that's been the issue forever. But I think this is the 100% correct move. It's I, I tweeted that it was a shocking, untraditional move, and I still stick with that. But now that I'm thinking back on it, I don't really think it's that shocking. This needed to happen. But it is an untraditional move. It is the first time in Brian Cashman's tenure, which has been an over two-decade tenure, that he has fired a coach in the middle of the season. I'm usually not a fan of firing a coach or manager in the middle of seasons, unless it's like really bad. But for the Yankees, it, it never really gets to really bad. It's not like the Jets where they have to fire coaches, hopefully not anymore, but you know, when they had to fire Adam Gase before the season ended or let go of Todd Bowles. I mean, he, he played out, but you know, the, the info came out before the final game, but it's the 100% correct move. And all you can do as a Yankees fan and hope is hope that it can light a fire underneath some of these players. And also, this shows an accountability. This shows accountability. And I'm going to go on a quick Glaber Torres rant because I need to. The Yankees have ruined Glaber Torres. Yes, I said that. Glaber Torres has ruined himself, but I blame it a lot on the Yankees. And I've spoke about this before. There is no 
discipline, and accountability with Gleyber Torres. How many times has this guy made mistakes? I can remember, and I'm probably, I don't watch every single second of every game. I can't. But I could list out three different examples right now. He's had two base running mistakes where he's ran from second to third when a ball got caught in the outfield and gotten tagged. Simply can't happen. And then today, a routine ground ball. Did it go off of Nick Ramirez's hand? Yes. Should a starting second baseman in the MOB still get that? Yes. No doubt about that. Because if you watch the replay, that ball goes off of Gleyber Torres's glove because he doesn't look at it. He looked up because he was running to second before he even had the ball. That's high school mistakes. That's a college mistake. And in a game like today, a game that the Yankees really, really needed for two reasons. One, because they need every game to stay in the postseason. And two, well, also it turns out that every other team in the AO East won today besides the Yankees. In a game that the Yankees really needed before the All-Star break, Glaber Torres had a chance to end, to end an inning and keep a 4-1 to lead. He boots the ground ball, and we all know what happens then. There's not much you could say because yelling and getting mad won't change the outcome. It's in the past now. It's history. The Cubs won the game and won the game because of that boot. Sure, could Nick Ramirez could have gotten out of the jam? Could Ron Marinaccio could have done better? Could the offense could have done better? Yes, answers to ye are yes to all of those questions. But you can't make mistakes. You cannot make those mistakes. And Glaber Torres has done it three times. And the Yankees don't do anything about it. Do they bench him? No. All they do is look at him. That's it. There's no accountability. You look at many other teams with their star players. They make those mistakes. There's accountability. Whether it's publicly saying to the media that that can't happen and being a little firmer with that, or whether it's benching him or taking him out, there's nothing from, New from, from Aaron Boone and from the Yankees. A and they've simply ruined the guy because he makes these mistakes and he moves on with his day. And I've never been a huge Labor Torres fan. I don't like his attitude. He's not, in my mind, a big-time player. He doesn't really get clutch hits or make clutch plays. I don't think he's going to be on the team next year. I could be wrong about that, but I really don't think he's going to be on the team next year. It's just so frustrating because this guy has talent, but it just seems like he can't get out of his own way. And I blame that mostly on the organization. Let's start off with Friday's game. And Friday's game, you want to talk about a game that will make you mad? A game that... When I am talking back on it now, I still can't believe it happened. Carlos Rodon's debut. I was fired up. I posted a TikTok video about it. I tweeted. I said, everybody, get up. It's Carlos Rodon bump day. And what, is, what did Carlos Rodon do? He pitched really, really good. Five and a third innings. Only allowed four hits. Two earned runs. Only two strikeouts. Walked two guys. Um, First four innings were dominant. His only hit given up in the first four innings was a Cody Berenger 
bomb. And I'll talk about Cody Berenger later in the episode. That was a bomb. Carlos Rodon was dominant. And then in the fifth, the Cubs scored. And, uh, you know, that's um, he got out of the fifth, but gave up two earned runs. Left in the sixth, Ian Hamilton took over. Then Ron Marinaccio gave up a run in the seventh. Eighth and ninth were Tommy Canley and Clay Holmes. But the storyline of Friday night's game was that Jamison Tyone, a guy who had the worst ERA in the National League, in over seven ERA in the National League, Jamison Tyone, a guy that we know is an average pitcher at best. He's a four ERA pitcher at best. And before Friday's game was an over seven ERA pitcher. And what did he do? Well, he did the same thing that Jordan Montgomery did last Sunday. And that is absolutely shove against his former team. Eight innings, one hit, no earned runs, four Ks, two walks. And the Yankees on the night only got two hits. Now, I said last Sunday, how. Is it possible that Jordan Montgomery could dominate against the Yankees? He's been on the Yankees for years. Shouldn't Yankees hitters be able to pick up his pitches, pick up his rotations, know his traits? Well, obviously the answer to that question was no last Sunday. And I'm going to say the same thing here. How, how did this happen? Well, I'll let you know how that happened. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to Jamison Tyone. He was Awesome. But I think the Yankees offense is just that bad. Not discrediting Jamison Tyone. Again, he was awesome. And you have to remember, when former Yankees pitchers pitch against the Yankees, that is like their award series. That is like they wake up out of bed with a different motivation because it's their former team, especially Tyone at Yankee Stadium. Montgomery wasn't at Yankee Stadium. He was in in St. Louis. But Tyone at Yankee Stadium wanted to prove something. Definitely got out of bed with some more energy facing his old club. Tyone shoved. But the Yankees offense was absolutely lifeless, pathetic, and as bad as an offense as you will ever see in the major leagues. Two total hits in the ballgame. And the Yankees ended up losing game one, three to nothing. These were my game one notes. I said, I wrote down two things. And I wrote, I write down notes in my phone as the series goes on. So that when I do these shows, I can stay organized and go back to how I was thinking a few days ago. Because I don't always remember everything. I'm not the smartest gem in the stone. I don't even know what I just said. I said, well, Don, good. Said that already. Offense trash. Said that already too. Really not much more to discuss regarding game one. Game two. I said this last episode on Sunday. I said game two, a Garrett Cole start versus Drew Smiley was not a must win game. Because I don't like using the word must win unless it's truly a season on the line or you have to win to make the playoffs type of game. But I said if the Yankees don't win Saturday's game, a Garrico versus Drew Smiley start, we got some big, big problems. Luckily, they won. 
John Carlos Stanton was awesome. Two home runs. My app is bugged here. I don't know why. Oh, here we go. Yankees won. John Carlos Stanton, two home runs, two for three, three RBIs. Garrett Cole shoved, but then gave up that home run to Talkman. So overall, this is what I tweeted too. If you're not following me on Twitter, at Ben Wasserman4, give it, a, give it a follow if you would like. I tweeted, Garrett Cole had a good start. Most of the game was great, but the stat line at the end and how he finished, in my mind, warranted my rating to be a good start. But Garrett Cole finishes the first half of his season with a very good stat line, 2.84 ERA, a 9-2 record. And I don't think it's come out yet, but he probably will start the All-Star game. So, hey, if you're like me and you love Garrett Cole, you're extremely happy about his first half. And if you don't love Garrett Cole, but you love the New York Yankees, you should be very happy about our aces first half. Because for the most part, besides for a few bad games, he was dominant. So, yeah, this was the John Carlos Stanton coming out party. And this was the offense coming out party. I mean, Josh Donaldson hit a home run in the second. Harrison Bader got a big double. All in all, Yankees offense came alive. Garrett Cole did his thing. And then the bullpen Locked it down. Michael King was the bullpen in this game. He pitched the ending of the eighth and into the ninth. So now brings us to the rubber match today. Kind of spoke about it already, but Yankees losing seven to four, blowing a four to one lead in the seventh inning. Ron Marinaccio gets the loss. He's really been struggling. He's got to figure it out, but I'm not going to get crazy over that because Michael King went through his struggles. Wandy Perata went through his struggles. All these bullpen guys are a little weird. They're good overall, great overall when you look at like their stats and like their trust levels. But baseball's a long game and they all go through their, their slumps and everything. Domingo Herman, six innings, one hit, one earned run, nine strikeouts, three walks. This brings me to my point right here, seventh inning. It's easy to say this going back, and I want to be honest, I didn't watch this game live, but I would have felt like this live because I'm a type of guy who likes to see starters go long. The fact that Aaron Boone took out Domingo Herman in the seventh inning with 74 pitches is disgusting. Now, I get why he did it. Because he has the number one bullpen in baseball and he had things lined up in his head. He wanted to go Ian Hamilton to finish the seventh, Tommy Canely in the eighth, Clay Holmes in the ninth. Most likely was his plan. And if it wasn't for a Glaber Torres error, that plan might have came to fruition. But still, I am never, never, never a fan unless the pitcher is on a pitching restriction of taking out starting pitchers really under 85 pitches. I mean, if they're dominating, if it's a Luis Severino thing where he sucks, that's different. But if a pitcher is dominating, I am never a fan of taking out a pitcher under 85 pitches, really 90, 95. But just because I know Aaron Boone is always itching to go to the bullpen, I'm just going to say 85. So the fact that he took out Domingo Herman at 74 pitches after allowing one hit 
and walking a guy, walking three guys, but walking a guy in the seventh, it's disgusting. And there's no reason for it. But again, it's the same thing we've been seeing for years now. Aaron Boone itches to go to the bullpen. Things fall apart. It's the same thing, folks. And that's why in the monologue I said, I don't even know. I mean, it's like not even that bad of a feeling anymore because we've been seeing this for so long. Yankees offense gets 11 hits, can't execute. I mean, it's just awful baseball. It is truly awful baseball. Like, even in the eighth inning, I'm watching the eighth inning. This guy, I forgot who it was, a, a Cubs player, stole second. It looks like, to me, he was out. The Yankees don't review it. The Cubs player then goes to third because Kyle Higashioka decides to throw the ball to third. He should have threw the ball to first and get it out. It's like small things, small things, and they all add up. And you know what they add up to? It adds up to you not being in the playoffs in the All-Star break. That's what it adds up to. Whether it's defensive mistakes or base running mistakes or literally having a terrible approach, everything adds up and it adds up to equaling what the New York Yankees are. And yes, I've said this many, many times. All they have to do is play 500 baseball or above to make the postseason. I still believe that. Do I think they're going to make the postseason? I said a few weeks ago, if Aaron Judge doesn't come back in a month, then no. He's not going to come back in a month. At least that's what I think. I think they're going to make the postseason. What tells me that? Nothing. I'm just saying that because I want them to. But the baseball that we're watching is bad. It's it's flat out bad. And they go on these win streaks and they go in winning series. But I think the big picture, no matter how many series they win or no matter how good they might be a certain week, is that without Aaron Judge, it is a very flawed team. It's frustrating. It, it As disappointing as it gets. And I want to mention this because it's something that really, really bothers me. And it's something that Aaron Boone mentions very often in his press conferences. And before I say what bothers me, I got to preface it by saying this. Whether it's a manager or a coach, and it doesn't matter the sport, when your team is bad and not playing up to expectations, there's not much that managers or coaches can say besides that we got to play better or, you know, besides then just saying positive things. I totally understand that. Managers and coaches can't say things that fans can say. They can't say we are horrible. They can, but it's rare that they do. They're not going to say we are horrible. We have these issues. They're going to be positive. They're going to say, you know, we're competing. We're, we're doing this. We're waiting. You know, it's unlucky bounce. They're, they're going to try to avoid the question. It's just what they do. But this brings me to my comment. And it's the comment that I just said. Aaron Boone consistently, when asked about his team, says that they are the hardest working people in the room and that, that they are ultra competitors. Uh, I got news for you, Aaron Boone. 
most of the time when I am watching the Yankees, your team does not look like ultra competitors. Like I said before early in the show, the hitting approaches are awful. The defense makes mistakes. There is base running mistakes. There is bad baseball. That is not being ultra competitive. Being in the clubhouse and listening to little Uzi Vert to get pumped up for a game does not mean you're ultra competitive. What I watch day in and day out does not look like an ultra competitive team. Now, listen, I'm just a fan. I'm not the manager and I'm not discrediting that they are not competitive, but it's this consistent comment of that. They are the most competitive team, most competitive guys, ultra competitive, whatever, whatever, whatever. I wish Aaron Boone would just stop with that comment because it is so annoying when you're watching a bad baseball team and you hear a manager say, we'll be fine. They're ultra competitors. We'll be fine. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, Cody Berenger. I said I was going to reference him later in the show, and I'm going to reference him right now. I strongly think that the Yankees should go after Cody Berenger. Lefty bat, great batting average, can hit nukes out of Yankee Stadium, can play a better outfield than IKF, than Willie Calhoun, than Jake Bowers. I think... The Yankees can get him without giving up much, and they could possibly get him long-term if they sign him. I'm not sure what his contract details are. I think that's a guy that should definitely be on the Yankees list. And for anybody that says that they don't want Cody Berenger, they don't think he's that good. He he was an MVP, but he's different now. One, he's not different now. He's having literally one of his best seasons of his career. And two, who on the Yankees right now is better than Cody Berenger in the outfield besides for Aaron Judge. Nobody. Cody Berenger, if he comes to the Yankees, would have the best batting average out of active players, not counting Aaron Judge. And also, you don't have to give up much. I think he should definitely be on the Yankees' radar because there is truly no downside to acquiring him. He's got playoff experience too. This guy won a World Series. Uh, what else do I have here? I I basically covered everything, but as I look at the standings here on my phone and see, it goes Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Yankees, Red Sox. Just makes me so sad. And the fact that in March, I said to my Red Sox friends, that their team would be terrible. And I was not bragging, but confident that my team would be at least top two in the standings. And now we are in July and the Yankees have one more win than the Red Sox. Just painful. Let's look at the wild card picture here. It goes Baltimore, five games up in the wild card. Houston and Toronto tied 50 with a 50 and 41 record. And then the Yankees are one game back with Boston right on their tail, Seattle and Los Angeles following them. Uh, If Trout, Otani and Rendon don't come back, then the Angels have no chance. Seattle, good team, but I really think it's going to be a race between Houston, Toronto, Yankees and Boston. And 
two out of those four teams that I just mentioned will make it. I don't know, folks. I don't know. I was talking to a coworker about the Yankees on Saturday, and I said, look, you get into the postseason with Rodon and Cole, Cole and Rodon, and the number one bullpen, all the Yankees need is competent hitting, and they could do something. The issue is most games they don't have competent hitting, and most games things just get in the way. So right now in the All-Star break, I think the Yankees will make the playoffs, but it is just an absolute drag of a season. An absolute drag of a season. Uh, Regarding injury updates, Nestor Cortez should be back the first week of August. Really excited for that. No update yet on Jonathan Loisica. Is, Is he like alive? I have not heard or seen anything about him. And regarding Aaron Judge, like I said before, no update on him. Uh, Since it is the halfway mark of the season, I'm doing a little special segment here. I'm going to do, I used to do this segment a lot back in the day. I used to do winners and losers of each series. Stop doing that. But now I'm going to do winners and losers of the first half of the New York Yankees season. Let's start off with the losers. I literally wrote in my phone notes, there is many. There's many. And I think there is a lot to mention. One of the losers is John Carlos Stanton. Great game on Saturday, but overall, extremely disappointing. DJ LeMayhew, also a loser. Luis Severino, a loser. There's many, I told you guys. Josh Donaldson, he had a good game on Saturday. You guys know the names that have been struggling. Let's go to the winners. I have four winners written down here. First one, the ace, Garrett Cole. Dominant first half. He's been the man. Second one, Aaron Judge. Don't have to explain that. Yankees need him back. And I want to emphasize that by saying, the Yankees need him back. Third winner, the bullpen. Not good today, Sunday, but number one bullpen in the MLB. They've been awesome. And then the fourth winner, I'm not sure if this is going to be a surprise or not, but it's Anthony Volpe. Because Anthony Volpe came into the season with high expectations, fell on his face, really. A lot of people were saying to send him down, but now looks like a beast and is a really good everyday player. And it's not easy to do that. And it's not easy to do that as the spotlight is on you. And as the spotlight is on you on the Yankees, those four are my winners, the bullpen, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Anthony Volpe, and the losers are the bad names that myself and everybody else has been mentioning. There's other names that I could say are winners, like Clark Schmidt is borderline, Domingo Herman, but I didn't think they did enough. That's the, that's my explanation there. I covered everything in my notes, folks. I had a lot written down and I covered it all. 35 minute episode. The Yankees sit outside of the playoff picture going into the All-Star break. I can't believe it. Everybody enjoy the All-Star game, the home run derby. Uh, I'm going to make a pick right now to win the home run derby. And this is literally on the spot picking. This is literally on the spot picking. The field goes as is. Luis Robert Robert versus Adley Rutschman. 
Adalis Garcia versus Randy Rosarena. Pete Alonzo versus Julio Rodriguez. Mookie Betts versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I don't know the betting odds. And, oh, here's the betting odds. Oh, wait, that's most home runs in the first round. Uh, Where is home run derby winner odds? Alonzo plus 300, Guerrero plus 450, Luis Robert plus 500, Rodriguez plus 550, Garcia plus 600, Betts plus 900, Rosarena plus 900, Adley Rutschman plus 1600. Obviously, Alonzo has the experience, Guerrero has the experience, Luis Robert or Robert, is it Robert? Robert, he's just an absolute tank. Rodriguez won it last year. I'm going to make a surprising pick here, and I am actually going to go with Randy Orozarena to win the Home Run Derby. Why? I have no idea. That is just what my gut is telling me. Anyway, everybody, enjoy the Home Run Derby. Always one of the best things to watch during the summer. Probably is the best thing to watch if you don't count the month of June with the NBA Finals and the NHL playoffs. Everybody enjoy the All-Star game. If Gail Cole pitches, that would be awesome. But if he doesn't, I mean, start. But if he doesn't, he will pitch in the game. So that's going to be cool. All-Star game is always fun. Wish the Yankees had some more players. They could have had Glaber, but showed up today that he wasn't truly an All-Star. Probably should have had Clay Holmes too, but it is what it is. Bullpen arms can rest. Hopefully Aaron Judge goes. I highly doubt it, but we'll see. My next episode will be on Sunday. The Yankees will face the Colorado Rockies, and the pitching matchup goes as is. Let me look it up on Brian Hoke's Twitter because it does not show up on my app right now. Brian Hoke. Oh, wait. Aaron Judge tweeted, I want to take the time to say thank you to all the fans who voted me in as the starter for the All-Star game. I feel like... I feel truly blessed to be included in this group of outstanding players. It is an honor to be among those names. Unfortunately, I would not be making. Well, I literally just said that he probably won't go before reading this tweet. I will not be making the trip to Seattle. I plan to take this time to heal and rehab so I can get back on the field for my team and all of you. Again, I can't thank the fans of MLB enough. You are, are a huge part of what makes this game so great, and I cannot wait to get back out there. Yeah, I mean, I... I I said two seconds ago, I didn't think he was going to go. And then that makes it official. Brian Cashman on the Yankees hitting coach situation. It's not going to get better as it sits. We will be better served with a new messenger. Makes sense. I am trying to find Brian Hoke's tweet about the starting pitchers against the Colorado Rockies. It should be here soon. I don't even see it. Where is it? Let me look it up. Yankees, pitchers versus Rockies. Uh, I don't see it, but I'm going to make an assumption. I saw it before. Where is it? Oh, shoot. Yankees, pitchers versus Rockies. Here we go. So... It's going to be, oh, it says TBD online. I could have swore I saw it before, but I know Rodon and Cole are both pitching next weekend. Hey, how about we win a series for once? Colorado Rockies, last time I checked, are not very good. They are a 34-57 and 57 ball club. 
Uh, I'm going to say right now, the Yankees better win that series. Everybody enjoy your all-star break. Don't think about the Yankees. They stink. Goodbye. Peace.